What's up, great people? It is I, the homie, the one and only Ashton Reynolds, the CEO and founder of Blessed Coast, where in everything I do, I ensure that you understand exactly why the blessed side be the best side. Straight up. This is episode four of the Be The Change podcast with special guest Jermaine Minor. With that said, bring the theme, man. What's going on, great people? It is I, the homie, the one and only Ashton Reynolds, coming to you once again with another episode of the Be The Change podcast, people. You know I like to do it on here because I love the interaction and I love to bring it live to you so you can see the people who are inside of your communities that are making change because they took the initiative to utilize their gifts to actually be the change. Now, you also in for a treat, people, because this brother that you see on the screen with me is something serious vocally. I'm talking about he's so serious, coming straight out of Savannah, Georgia. You know, he's a vocalist. He's been a director of a youth choir. He has sung with some gospel heavy hitters like Yolanda Adams, the Caravans, Ted Wynn, just to name a few. And he's here with us today gracing us with his presence a guy who is a definition of overcoming and persevering through tough storms my brother has a testimony and in the root of his testimony he utilizes gifts to also uplift everybody so they can get through to get to their breakthrough so without further ado i would like to introduce the one and only jermaine Minor, what's going on, bro? <laughs> I ain't never been introduced like that before. <laughs> and that's how I do it, man. Look, I know we haven't we haven't talked that much, but I could feel your energy, man. You are such an amazing person. Like I every time I see you, that. hey, <laughs> you talk about the uh, the the introduction? Yeah. <laughs> I can take notes from you. Hey, it's all truth though, man. Hey, you living it, I'm witnessing it. So I'm just hey relaying what I'm seeing, you know. That's all I can do. <laughs> <laughs> so man, let's get to it, man. So coming straight out of Savannah, Georgia, man, I see all of the accolades as far as being a singer. When did you know that singing was going to be something that you was going to do? for um in your life uh, let's see honestly i okay i turned 29 a few days ago oh yeah i honestly didn't know that it, this was something i wanted to do until i was probably 19 or 20. Mm. I, I've been doing it since I was about nine or ten, mm-hmm. but I was running from it because you know a, a heavy responsibility comes along with what we do. Right, it's not something that we just do, just you know, like like a hobby. It starts off as a hobby, something we like to do, and then eventually the responsibility comes in when you get in front of people. So, uh, it at first it was not something I wanted to do. I just wanted to sing. I just wanted to go to choir rehearsal, sing on Sunday, call it a day. And mm-hmm. um, eventually, just watching what God's word did to people through singing mm-hmm. is what made me want to do it. Mm. To see that you could feel God and to see that you could be you could be saved, you could be healed, you could be delivered through music. That's what that's when I realized that I, I really wanted to do it. That's awesome right there. Yeah. That's awesome right there. And I, and the way that you sing, because I remember like not too long ago you had actually sent me a track. And yeah. uh we were supposed to work together on it, but I was just listening back to it and I'm just like, yo, this guy here really has it, man. <laughs> and just to hear that at nineteen, like that's when you decided to okay. I'm going to accept the responsibility right. to, you know, walk this path along with my talents. 
Like, that's amazing still, man. So who were some early influences um, that helped you get started singing, like, in general? Wow. I tell this story all the time. Um, I started singing when, at, when I first joined the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I joined, I was at Second Arnold um, Baptist Church on 37th Street in Savannah. Pastor Hall is the pastor. Um, my best friend at the time, Johnny Perkins, Mm-hmm. His whole family sings. He sings, his mom sings, his sister sings, his dad sings. And I would watch them do praise and worship. I would watch his mom lead songs. I would watch him sing. And I wanted to sing. Mm-hmm. And they literally taught me how to sing. The The Perkins family in Savannah, Georgia, literally taught me how to sing. Um, the early influences, I would have to say, I would have to say my mom. My mom, my mom was not a singer. Mm-hmm. No, my mom just passed on the thirty first. Um, my condolences. She wasn't. Thank you. She wasn't a singer, but when she noticed that it was something I wanted to do, mm-hmm. she pushed me in every area. Um, whatever singing group there was, she, she let me join. Whatever choir there was, she let me join. She drove me there. You know, she stayed until I finished. Whatever it was in music that she saw I wanted to do, she pushed me. And she would not let me quit. There were times when I thought I wasn't as good as other people. Mm-hmm. And my mom pushed me. She's, she, she, she really pushed me. Um... So I would honestly say the heaviest influences to me were my mom, mm-hmm. the Perkins family, and honestly, the community of Savannah, Georgia, because I I grew up in Savannah. Yeah. And I sang at pretty much any church you can name in Savannah. <laughs> and like the love I get is amazing. Well, the love I got was amazing. So, so yeah, those are the influences. Not so much people who were already, you know, big, but mainly people who were, who played a part in my life. That's what's up, man. Yeah. And again, I would like to say my condolences because when I saw that um, on Facebook here, it was yeah. like, man, because, you know, I can identify with that because I lost my mother as well. Oh, and wow. my mom, she wasn't a vocalist. To if it was <laughs> if she had to put money, she would have been bankrupt if you had to have her right. hold it to it. <laughs> right, 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 right. But that is awesome though, man. Uh just to have someone in your corner that supported you that much to see that passion that you had and make sure that you was able to have the opportunities no matter what to showcase your talent and take advantage of those opportunities. That is awesome right there because with her doing that, it led to you being the director of the Voices of Unity Youth Choir, director and lead vocalist of the Resurrection Mass Choir. Like, those are leadership roles, man. Tell me about your experiences with that. Wow. I've had experiences that I never thought I would have. That's a part that's a part of my belief in God because a lot of the experiences that I've had, I would have never experienced them on my like on my own doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um like even at certain ages, I would tell myself like these are things that people my age weren't doing. Right. Um at first it was, you know, at church. My first solo was Oh Happy Day. And after that, I pretty much just stuck to the singing thing. And then praise and worship, I lo- I'm a choir boy, but praise and worship is my thing. Praise yeah. and worship is my thing. So, I mean, I've, um, I've been a co-director, like you said, of the youth choir at my church, the mass choir. I've served as, you know, a, a, a lead vocalist for both. I've served on the worship team. I was in a group called Voices of Life. We toured Florida. I was in a group uh, 
called Sankofa Mel Corral. We toured Atlanta. Um, I was sang at the inauguration for Mayor Otis Johnson. Mm. I was sang at the WSOK Music Awards. And like you said, I've I've had the pleasure of opening up for Ted Wynn. Um, I've sang for Louis Gossett Jr. I've 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 shared experiences with the caravans. Like my experiences are amazing. And at a certain point in my life, my excitement for the opportunities, it stays the same. Mm-hmm. But I try to make sure that I stay focused. Because as amazing as the experiences are, the main goal is that people's lives are changed and that we're winning souls for Christ. So sometimes I have these crazy opportunities where I have to like reground myself and focus because I get so excited that I forget, okay, you have a job to do. Right. Most people, when they see us, they see us singing, but they, they don't understand that sometimes we're at work because we have a job to do. And it's more than just singing. It's more than just sound check. Sometimes when we go to sing, you can sense spirits in the same atmosphere that you got to sing in. Yes. So it's like my experiences to God be the glory. My experiences have been, have been amazing, amazing. And I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful for every experience that I've had because like I said, if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have, sing in some of the places that I've seen. I wouldn't have had the opportunities that I've had. You know, it's it's just, just, just to go to a church, to sit in the audience, and to be recognized and requested to lead worship or to sing, it's an honor because I'm not, I'm not singing what I, I'm not singing my words, I'm singing God's words. So to be offered the opportunity to minister god's word to his people i'm honored i'm honored that's what's up man uh and i'm first of all i'd like to say congratulations for all of those accolades because i mean you really gave me a condensed version but you had gave me all of this exclusives during the interview so i gotta say man congratulations (laughs) for that man (laughs) and i want to i want to let you know that there's many more to come the reason why is because every time if you're about to go to another level there is a test that is um, that gets put in your yeah. path, and the yeah. test is always unexpected. See, a lot of people think that this faith walk is easy. Like once you are saved, mm. they think that it's you know peaches and cream. And harder. I just try. Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so for everybody that's watching, you know what I'm saying. When we, as men and men of God, and we walk this Christian walk, I'm trying to tell you, we take on a lot. And staying on this topic right here. Could you elaborate a little more on when we walk on the stage that we're doing more than just singing, we're doing more than just rapping, the spiritual warfare that is going on? Can you just elaborate just a little bit more so they can get an understanding of what it is that we're actually doing up there? I tell people all the time, if you're not ready to fight, if, if not for you, like to be a singer, to be a rapper, you know, to be a, to be a musician, it's exciting because once you get to a certain level, you're dealing with musicians, you're dealing with tracks, lights, you know, all, your, your name on the program, all this other stuff. Right. But if you go up on stage and you sing and the atmosphere is the same as it was when you went up, mm-hmm. you're, not doing, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. As, as a singer, I'm not supposed to just sing. You see what I'm saying? Right. Because when I first started singing, I was a singer. When I started leading songs, I was a, a lead vocalist. But eventually, at some point in my life, I became a worship leader. And when you lead worship, you're not just leading the song. You're not just singing. It's your job to, to keep a strong prayer life. Because, when, when, for example, when I go up on stage, I tell people all the time, I, I'm the worst person to plan what I'm going to sing. Because if I get there and the atmosphere is not, you know, for it, I'm not going to sing it. Right. And that's all a part of having the gift of discernment. Because when you get up on the stage, I can sense, I can sense spirits. I can sense the spirit of depression because I've battled depression myself. 
So mm-hmm. I can sense the I can sense the the spirit of depression, the spirit of confusion, the spirit of identity confusion, all of the different spirits that the enemy tries to inject into the atmosphere. I sense it, and that's that's a part of the job of what we're doing. Even though we don't always get paid for what we do, mm-hmm. like I said, at some point I transitioned from being a singer to a worship leader. If you want to be a, a if you want to be a singer, you got to make sure that you're only doing things that require you to sing. When it comes to leading worship, people's souls, you're responsible. You're responsible because if I get up, if I walk into the church and the atmosphere is dead, I go up and sing and the atmosphere is still dead, then I didn't do anything. There's blood on my hands because somebody came into the church that was going through something and they didn't get what God put in me to give them because I haven't been praying, I haven't been fasting. There's so much, this is like a whole nother interview, but there's so many things that we as worship leaders have been called to do. We've been called not to just sing, we've been called to to, to, to minister to the nation. There, I've learned that just going through my own battles, mm-hmm. that when you walk into a church, there are so many people that look so good, but are going through so much. Mm. Their clothes are so clean, but their hearts are dirty. Mm. Their shoes are shiny, but their souls are dull. And a lot of times, people need people need the word. The word of God isn't going anywhere. The pastor, the preacher isn't going anywhere. Right. But there is some reason why God created music. There is some reason why he's given us the ability to write songs, to sing, to rap. We all play a part in the body of Christ. Yes. And we have to learn how to get in place and get it done. Oh, yes, most definitely. And our job basically is to bring in that reverence. We're the ones who yeah. set that, that that tone for that reverencing of his name so that everybody understands and be on one accord that no matter what we're going through, he is still the Lord thy God and he is still worthy of all the glory, the honor, and the praise. Listen, no matter what we're going through. I, I, I love when I sing and when the preacher gets up, he has to delay a minute to let the people gather themselves and calm down. Not because it's something that I've done, but because I recognize the spirit of God moving. Yes. And once the spirit of God has moved and has entered into people's hearts, they are ready for the word. We are supposed to be preparing people for the word. And That's right. I love when the preacher has to wait a minute for everybody to just gather themselves and for the spirit to finish moving, because that means I've done what I have been called to do. Amen. Well, you know, during these times right here, you know, we are actually true essential workers. You know, these times right here are definitely taxing on a lot of people's mentals. As you had stated before, there are some people who just out here looking good, but you know, they ain't feeling good. You know what I'm saying? Because they fell in victim to the enemy's plan. Because, you know, right. what God has ordained for us, the enemy uh, creates a mirror image of it to give us what we're looking for, but not what we're asking for. So what I'm saying is for any of the people out here who are just dealing with so much and all of these new events that are popping up and it's just weighing on their mental because they're walking outside in fear of either COVID-19 or Mm -hmm. they're in fear of some sort of racism or things of that nature. Do you have something for them that could at least offer some sense of hope of encouragement and just to ease that fear and that pain that they're feeling right now inside of their minds and their hearts and in their spirits? Oh, boy, I tell you. Oh, I told you. Hey, Um, this interview, this this is what we do on Be The Change, man. (laughs) Um, it's a it's actually it's amazing that you asked that question because with my mom passing my heart has been in a place of unsurety and 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 i've been having to work harder and pray harder to keep the faith Mm -hmm. but the one thing the one thing that i would tell anybody is to just continue to trust god i am a living witness that life will get harder before it gets easier. But if you continue to trust God, listen, life gets hard. But if you if you would put all of your trust 
into the person that created life, it'll be so much easier. It'll be so much easier. Not because the battles that we go through are easier, but it's easier because you have the mindset of knowing that God is a God. If you're dealing with legal problems, God is the God of justice. If you're dealing with sicknesses, he's a healer. If you're dealing with um, spirits, he's a deliverer. If you would just continue to trust God, there have been multiple occasions where the enemy tried to take me out. Um, the first time was when I was I was young and I was hit by a car while I was on my bike, mm. and I tried to walk back home and I collapsed in the yard in the the closest yard, and uh, my arm was broken but that was about it, and then my spiritual life got a little stronger and after that. I was on vacation in Myrtle Beach, and all of a sudden, my lungs just contracted, and there was no air going to my lungs, and I, I passed out. And mm. if my dad was in the room, and if my dad wasn't in the room, the doctor said I would have died. So there have been a few times when I've been knocking on death's door, and there's also been a few times when I didn't know how this bill was going to get paid. There's been times when I didn't know how I was going to get through this situation. There's been weeks where... Things went wrong day after day. But if you would just continue to trust God, and I know it gets hard. I know eventually you get tired of hearing trust God. But if you would just continue to trust God, even when you can't trace his hand, even when you can't see him or see what he's doing, know that he is moving. He is moving. I've had the same problem. I've walked in fear for so long. Mm -hmm. I've walked in fear for so long. And... A few months ago, I was home, and I was talking to my best friend, and I was telling him that, I was telling him that there's been this chill, like, I, I feel like a chill every time I listen to music, like gospel music, there's, there's a chill that goes through my body, and I just, I, after I feel it, I can't shake it, like, it just, the spirit just dwells, he comes in and he just dwells, and after feeling that hmm. for so long, I was confident that wherever I went, whatever I did, whatever I put my mind to do, he was with me. See, the key to the key to unlocking the solution to overcoming fear in life is to admit your incapabilities of doing it on your own. That's mm. all that's what God wants. The Bible says all we need is a faith the size of a mustard seed. But once you admit that you're incapable of doing it on your own, and once you submit to his will and give him your all and let him know, hey, I'm in this for the long run. I trust you. No matter how hard it gets, I trust you. God is going to do his thing. You see what I'm saying? God is going to do his thing. It's not like when you plan a trip with 15 friends and then when it's time to pay, you only got five people going. When you plan something <laughs> with God, God, he, God comes through and he comes through hard. I'm telling you, man, what you are doing right now is giving an on-time message inspired by an on-time God. That's exactly what you're giving right there. That's the best way I can sum I'm, that up right listen, there. I'm trying. I, I'm I'm trying because, like I said, with with the with with my mom passing, I my heart and my mind is in a a middle space. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. So uh -huh. to be real is like to be real. When I found out she died, I didn't want to read the Bible. I didn't want to sing. I didn't want to hear trust God. I didn't want to hear believe God because I know all of this. I know that all things work together for the good of those who love God to those who are called according to his prayer. I know the word. I know this stuff. But sometimes we just have to regroup. And, 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 and God is not going to let us down. He's not going to let us down. Most definitely. And before I even ask this next question, oh, I just God. want to say this right here. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this interview right now. I thank you for the strength to be able to speak with you on his heart to deliver an on-time message that is inspired by you. Even during these tough times right here, the passing of his mother, thank you for allowing him to have the strength to persevere through yeah. these tough times to still maintain his faith. And I pray that this faith that he is showing and exhibiting it just opens up so many doors beyond your wildest dreams. I ask that in the name of Jesus. Amen.
Amen. Yes, sir. I had to do it. And that was the first time I ever did this doing it. I felt led to do that, man, because for you, this is showing a whole lot of strength for you to do this right here. Now, the, the next question. Oh, boy. When you're going through the tough times and you're by yourself and you got that gift of singing, do you utilize that <clears throat> gift to just stir up another praise or just increase your faith during those tough times? Yeah. When I'm going through like when I'm going through stuff and I and I don't want to talk to anybody. Mhm. That's one thing about being able to sing. I can sing myself through sometimes. Yeah. Like like when I first found out that my mom's health was declining. I didn't really know how to talk to anybody. But I didn't I didn't know what God was doing. I didn't know cuz God tell me stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like God tell me stuff and he ain't tell me this was coming. So I was mm-hmm. sure about what was going on. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes if I can't talk, sometimes I don't even know what to pray. But sometimes I just sing myself through. Like when I'm not sure, my favorite song, um, Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus Just to take him at his word Just to rest upon his promise just to know what says the lord jesus jesus how i trust you how i've proved you over and over jesus jesus precious jesus Oh, for grace to trust you more. Sometimes I don't know what God is doing. Sometimes I don't understand what God is doing. But once I confess my trust in him, he clarifies everything. And sometimes he doesn't, sometimes he doesn't want me sometimes he doesn't want to confirm his word through other people. Sometimes he wants us to come directly to him. So yeah, sometimes I sing myself through stuff. Well, most of the time I sing myself through stuff. Yeah. And I appreciate you for that right there because that was so impromptu, man. You already prepared with it, man. You always carry that praise. You you carry that praise right there. That's what I'm talking about right there. Man. That was awesome. You really blessed me. And I pray that those who are watching this or will watch this, you will be blessed by that as well because this is nothing but an on-time interview with an on-time message inspired by an on-time God. Straight up. So the caption. Yeah, that's the caption. That's the caption. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to make sure that that's up in there. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to make sure when I post that. If you don't, I will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, look, we both gonna do it. Let's make an right. agreement on that. We both gonna post that. I might have to inbox you. Cause I'm gonna I'm forget it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most definitely. Hey, I'm gonna right. send it as soon as it's over. So moving along, man. You had released your first book called "The Days of My Life," and I remember you posted that. I was like, "Yo, he done published a book." That's what I'm talking about, man. Can you tell the people what the days of my life is all about? Um, that that was a faith move. Mm. That was something that I did the whole time I was I was writing it. I was afraid mm-hmm. when I released it. I was afraid. Uh, the days of my life is my first book. Uh, each chapter is. Each, each chapter is, the title of each chapter represents something that I went through. Mm. So it's like one of the chapters is um, dealing with family disappointment. Uh, the chapter two is stress, the silent killer. Because one time in my life, I was just so stressed out that everything was wrong. My blood pressure was high. My heart was enlarged. I had high cholesterol. Everything was wrong. Um, every cha- each 
every chapter, I think it's 10 chapters, they're all named after a critical stage of my life. And after each chapter, there's a prayer that uh, I spent time with God and prayed out loud, actually. And as I was praying, I was typing it. So it's my actual prayer. It's not a prayer that's been read or edited or proofread or anything. It's I was actually praying and typing it as I was praying it. Um, I wanted it to be something personal. So after each prayer, you'll see what time it was that I prayed. You'll see the date that I prayed it. Wow. And there's, there's like, there's space for you to log, like to reflect and have your own little journal afterwards. Because now that I've told you how I dealt with stress and now that, now that you've seen me pray myself out of this situation, I want to, I want you to be able to reflect and write down what your action plan is so that when you get out of what you're going through, you can go back to your, uh, to your book and see what you had to go through to get out of it because sometimes we have to be reminded of the struggle to overcome mm. so that uh that book is available on amazon i'm gonna just put a little plug go ahead go so, ahead because that was my next available. question <laughs> <laughs> it's available on amazon the paperback version is available and the kindle format is available on all kindle devices it's also available on barnesandnoble.com um, yeah, it's, it's available on BarnesandNoble.com and Amazon. I'm working on my next book called Psalm 23. Yes. In that book, I'm, I'm breaking down each verse of the 23rd Psalm. Wow. Each, each verse. Yeah. So that one, that's coming soon. I don't know when, but soon. I'm also working on a new single called Broken But Healed. Mm. And, um... I'm just gonna put this little this little plug. My new single, "Broken But Healed," is going to be produced by my cousin, Caitlin Charity. Mm-hmm. She uh, she has. You think my passion for music is crazy? Hers is out of the wall. Uh, she sings and everything, but she's gonna be producing my all my stuff coming up. So that's what's yeah. up. Yeah. So make sure you get my book. Make sure you go on her page, hear her up. But make sure you get my book. The next book, Psalm 23, is going to be good. It's going to be good because Psalm 23 is something that we teach in church. You know, it's something that we teach kids in church, but right. we never really fully understand the meaning of it. Mm. So I'm going to be breaking down each verse in Psalm 23, and it's going to be good. That's awesome right there. And I'm glad that actually that you took that initiative with your second book because that also allows me to go into another question right here <laughs> now <laughs> see that's why i love having interviews with people who you know they just elaborate so much on specific topics because you say key things and it's like man you got to go deeper because a lot of people really need to understand exactly what it is that you were saying right there and for you to take the initiative to break down that scripture i must ask you how important is it for the interpretation of the word to be properly given for those to receive that information that they just read? Oh, you mean the information in the book or in the Bible? Yes, in the Bible in general when it comes to the scripture. It is very important. Let me tell you, uh, growing up at Second Arnold, my best friend Johnny Perkins, directing Mm -hmm. the choir, we never really sung songs that you would expect for the youth choir to sing. Mm-hmm. We sung songs that had deep meaning and had and needed interpretation. And he made sure that he explained what they meant. Uh, when we sung hymns, he made sure that he went into the Bible and explained what it meant. It is so important to know. And there's nothing wrong with not knowing. But you want to make sure you know what you're singing about. Because somebody might come ask you what it was about. And reading the Bible, reading the Bible is more than reading what you see. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Sometimes right. when I'm studying the Bible, the smallest words, I will look up the smallest words to see what the various meanings are. What The various meanings. Whichever meaning I understand the most, that's the one I'm going to plug into my reading. Whether you're studying, 
whether you're ministering to people, it is very important to make sure that you get it. The Bible says, in all thine getting, get an understanding. Get an understanding. Get an understanding. Nowhere in the Bible does it talk down on anybody for not knowing. You see what I'm saying? Right. So whether you're ministering to people, whether you're reading, get an understanding. And if you're not sure of what you're reading and you're not sure of what's being ministered to you, ask. There is nothing wrong with it. Right. I had asked that question right there because, you know, a lot of people might take scriptures out of context and they try to take scriptures to validate certain things that is not of God and therefore and try, to condemn, and try to and condemn somebody study. what the Bible says. You know what I'm saying? You got to study. The word says study to show thyself approved. That's right. If you call yourself a worship leader, you need to study to show yourself approved as a worship leader. You can't be up singing and don't study the Bible because you're going to be adding libs saying things that you don't even know what you're talking about. That's right. People take, like you said, people take scripture and try to apply it to things that don't make sense. I was just talking to my wife the other day. I was telling her that people always say, people always refer to the scripture that says, wives, submit to your husband. Mm -hmm. But they always stop there. They never go further where it tells the husband how to treat his wife. That's That's just one example of how we lack, you know, understanding. Mm -hmm. The Bible also says people perish for the lack of knowledge. Yes. From the lack of, from the lack of knowledge. So and if you get anything, get an understanding. Make sure you understand. The word of God is so, is so good. It's so good. It's so good. Just make sure you understand. Amen. <laughs> See, I love conversating with a minister of music. Key in on minister because as a ministerial leader, you know we have the answer to any societal issue because we serve the Lord who is above all and things of that nature. And now we are living in a time where there's a lot of civil unrest and the one thing that is keeping change from actually taking root inside of society is admitting that you're wrong. Exactly. So can you tell the people exactly how important it is to repent? Oh, Lord. Listen. Repenting is not the same I'm going to start with saying this. Repenting is not the same as praying for forgiveness. Mm. Let us understand that. Praying for forgiveness is just that. Praying for forgiveness. When you repent, you are asking for forgiveness and you are turning from those ways that you are asking to be forgiven for. Mm. If I pray for forgiveness for being a thief, I'm asking God to forgive me for being a thief. But once I have made the decision to repent, I have asked God to forgive me and I am making the effort to turn from those wicked ways of stealing. Repenting includes turning. You see what I'm saying? People get confused because they pray for forgiveness and they believe that that's repenting. No, 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 no. That's praying for forgiveness. Once you have made the decision to repent, that means that you are fed up with your you are fed up with yourself and you have decided to turn from those ways that you are asking to be forgiven for. Repentance is one of the main keys to your relationship with God. Mm. Once you make the decision to repent, that indirectly shows and and tells God, once you make the decision to repent, that indirectly tells God that you trust him enough to get you through it. I decide to repent from stealing. That means that I have made the decision to, to, to not hang with the people who influence me to steal. That means that I have made the decision to not go places where I, am, where I know I'm tempted to steal. Mm. And that also tells God that I'm turning from the wicked ways of stealing but at the same time, I trust you. I've been stealing. I haven't been stealing, y'all. 
this is for the this is for the saints. I don't steal. I'm not a thief. This is just an example. If I have been stealing for three and four years, I know it's going to be hard for me to just stop. As much as I want to, it's going to be hard for me to just stop. But once I make the decision to repent, I have decided to turn from my wicked ways of stealing. And I'm telling God that I know it's going to be hard for me to stop. But I'm trusting you. And I believe that you are going to be able to deliver me out of the wicked ways of stealing. Repentance is a form of trust because you have to make an effort to stop what you're doing. And in order to make an effort to stop what you're doing, you got to trust the person that you're asking to be forgiven for. Mm. Just like a smoker. When a smoker goes to the doctor because they want to stop smoking cigarettes, they ask for the little patches or the little pills. Once you have decided to stop smoking, you are going to the doctor and you ask for the medicine. You are trusting that medicine enough to take it every day, believing that eventually there's going to be a change. It's the same thing with, repent, with repentance. I'm sick. I go to the doctor, who is Jesus. And once I finish talking to Jesus, I'm trusting him enough to know that when, when he gets done with me, I'm going to come out just like pure gold. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, repentance is a form of trust. In God and yourself. Mm. Proverbs 3 and 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Don't, don't put all your trust in yourself. You let yourself down. I let myself down every day. Don't put your trust in yourself. Put all your trust in God. Lean not unto, unto your own understanding. I know what you're trying to stop doing is scary. I know it's scary because you've been doing it for so long. But if you acknowledge him and what you're doing, he will direct your path. Mm. God don't make no crooked. He don't make no crooked line. All, all he do is make crooked paths straight. But when he draw those lines, he draw them straight. He don't draw no crooked lines. Man, now that's what I'm talking about right there. You are blessing me tonight, sir. <laughs> You are blessing me tonight, As sir. I minister to you, I minister to myself. <laughs> hey, and, that, and you know, people don't even realize that, like, when the Holy Spirit starts moving inside of the conversation, because in the word it says, when two or three are gathered in his name, then he is in the midst. So, Thank therefore, you. we are crucifying the flesh as soon as he is entering into the atmosphere of and where like he is being about, acknowledged. Just like you said about the re repentance, I can pray to God for forgiveness for months. Yeah. There'll be no change. Right. And eventually I would get frustrated with myself and with God because I'm praying to him to forgive me for being a thief. But there's no change because I haven't made up in my mind that I'm tired of doing what I'm doing. I haven't repented. So, so what you're saying is when you're praying for repentance, change. you have to also be accountable for your actions too, right? Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. And you got to be able to admit you got to be able to admit it. You got to be able to admit it. You can't go to God and say, God, I want to turn from this. I want to be delivered from stealing. And then when the pastor comes to you, you're telling him you don't steal. If you're repenting, you have to be able to, you have to, be able to confess your sins. Confess. It's mm. okay. We all sin and we all fall short of the glory of God. And even now, you got some preachers and worship leaders that have two or three different lives. We all sin, we all fall short of the glory, but once you confess, and once you give up, you gotta give up the, once you see that you can't drive, give him the steering wheel. Mm. The, the, the mistake that we make is, people use the cliche, uh, God is my co-pilot. No, God can't be my co-pilot. I need him to be the pilot. And once you have God as the pilot in your life, you don't need no co-pilot because he's God and he's God all by himself and he don't need no help. Mm. And you are validating everything <laughs> that I have been teaching that has been uh, people who are actual people of God have been reiterating day in and day out. And yeah. one thing that you had keyed in on was change. See, you know, at the end of 2019, people were saying this is the year of change. When 2020 comes around, 
this is the year of change. This is my year. But people don't realize that change is uncomfortable because you're outgrowing the normalities of your mm-hmm. current circumstances. And with that change, there is a little fear because you're going into the unknown. Just like how right. you had said when you was writing your first book, you had a little fear. You was a little nervous. So yeah. for those who are experiencing that change, experiencing that growth, and they have a little fear, uh, they are a little nervous, so they have a little doubt. What are some words of encouragement that you would give those people today? Well, <clears throat> boy, these questions are loaded. <laughs> well, I'm going to start here because I'm dealing with this myself. Mm-hmm. If you notice a pattern of people leaving your life, and I'm not talking about people, you know, uh, people dying or nothing. But if you notice a pattern of people walking out of your life, that's God trying to prepare you for the next level in your life. Mm. I made the mistake so many years of I would watch God remove people from my life. And because I was so used to having them there, I, I was fighting with God, putting people back in my life that he was taking out. Mm. Because I was in agreement. I was in agreement with God when he talked about, when he told me where he wanted to take me. But the mistake that I made was I wanted to take everybody with me. And sometimes you can't take everybody where God wants you to go. So if you notice a pattern of people walking out of your life and you can't seem to figure out why, don't be afraid. That's God removing people out of your way. If you notice things getting harder, it's because your breakthrough is coming. Oh my goodness. I cannot stress that enough. When, when, when things get hard, you got to push through because God is about to do, God is about to blow your mind. You understand being God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power of love and of a sound mind, a sound mind. He has not given us the spirit of fear, but he's given, he's given us a sound mind. So that means as hard as things may get in life, don't be afraid because God gave us good sense. That's the Jermaine translation. God gave us good sense. He's given us power. He's mm. given us love. God has given us the, people don't understand. God has given us the power to overcome every attack of the enemy. But you got to tap into it. And I know that, I know that life can be scary because things happen that you're not prepared for. Right. But I'm telling you, just like you said, when my mom passed, I was not prepared. I, I just got a phone call. I didn't even know she was that bad off. Mm. But just like you said, God is about to do something. And as much as it hurts, I want to talk to the people that's hurting. Because for so long, I've, after a certain amount of time, I learned how to operate in my hurt and not give it to God. I just operate. You know, it's easy to go on co-pilot. You know, people ask, how you doing? I'm fine. I'm okay. But I want to talk to the people that's hurt. Mm-hmm. When you start to hurt, trust God. It hurts when your plans are canceled. But we have to understand that our plans and God's will are two different things. And God, God will stop us from going where we want if that means saving our lives. Sometimes mm. we're the most dangerous things for ourselves. And, and and I know life can be unsure. I know life can be difficult. I know life can be disappointing. I know people will let you down. Your heart will get broken. People will leave. People will die. People, things, life is going to happen and it's going to happen when God wants it to happen. And I mm. know you're going to be scared There's nothing wrong with being scared. But let me tell you, when you trust God, oh my, I just felt something, Ashton. Let it out. Let it out. Let me tell you, life is going to get hard. Life is going to get hard. I was at a point in my life, quick testimony, where I lost everything. Everything. But if you would just trust God, I'm telling you, trust God. God, I'm a living witness. He will never let you down. 
I've been in two situations where I was knocked on death's door, and I've been in one situation where I've lost everything I, I've ever had or worked hard for, and I'm still here because God has something to do in my life. The enemy is going to try to take you out, but if God is not done with you yet, you ain't going nowhere. So mm. It's okay to be scared, but at the end of the day, trust God and know that his will has to happen. The enemy doesn't have any power over God's will. Mm. God's will has to happen. So whatever his will is for your life, you better believe it's going to come to pass. Woo! Yes, God. <laughs> yes, Lord. It's going let oh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, trust God and it's going to happen if you just trust him. Admit that you can't do it on your own. Admit that you can't do it on your own. Give it up to him, and he will blow your mind. He's going to bless you in front of all those people that talk behind your back. Mm. He's going to bless you. People that, while you're struggling and hurting in private, God is going to bless you and lift you up in public. Oh, that's coming from the book of Ephesians right there. Yeah, yeah. When he get, when God get ready to bless you, he's going to let everybody know. Mm. You ain't going to have to say nothing. Man, I felt that just now. <laughs> My goodness, man! Hey. <laughs> so did I. So I'm did I. Doing, I can't. I can't do this with you no more. <laughs> you set me up. This is what the Be the Change podcast is all about, right here. Because as you can see, this is nothing but validation. People are supposed to see people in their communities that can that have that are embodying that hope that they are looking for mm -hmm. and you inherit that upon salvation which is nothing but a spiritual heart transplant because out of right. a changed heart comes changed actions that yes. represents a changed man yes for sure and this is an on-time message for the youth as well because i know all of these circumstances that's going on that they see televised in the media and things like that it's taxing on their mental and i'm talking about that because i also see that inside of your ministry you had did a lot of outreach mentoring inner city children and wow. quite frankly a lot of stuff is going on and happening in the lives of inner city children in the city, yeah yes so for the youth what is a word that you have for the youth? And I promise you, I promise you, I'm not gonna go that. I ain't gonna go deeper than that. I promise you, because we don't went there today. Okay, I ain't so gonna... <laughs> you said okay. What is a word for the youth today? Because for some of the young people today, I know that this is new. Like I'm in Clayton County out here in Georgia, and there was an incident that had went viral where. There was a um, bunch of little 13, 14-year-old boys. The police drew a gun on them. And some of the, some kids have never experienced something like that before. Just being exposed to all of this racism that's, being, that's now out in the open now. And it's being displayed by figures who they never thought would say something like that. Like you see athletes, some athletes are siding with hatred. Mm -hmm. What are some encouraging words that you would like to give the young people to of today because this this is something that they've never seen before like COVID-19 they're supposed to be in school right now they have to do it virtually and you know walking around with the masks and they can't really come together like how they usually do it's some things that goes on inside of their minds like the households yeah. that they live in you know is broken or they go through so many problems and they, you know, act out in a way that is detrimental to their health, both mentally, physically, and all. So if there is something for the young people that are watching or will watch this episode of the Be The Change podcast, if there is something that God places in you for them, what words of encouragement would you give to them during these times today? The the first few words that I would give the youth are the same words that God has given me to give the youth when I first started mentoring children. Mm -hmm. You are not in this alone. Mm. So, so often, we have ways of 
coming off as judgmental. Sometimes we have ways of making them feel like they're wrong for feeling the way that they, that they feel. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that I would tell them is you are not in this alone. Right. Uh, when I first started with inner city children, it was at Hodge Elementary School. It started as me just going to visit my godson and they needed mentors. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. And it went from me being there once a week to me being there. If students were there, I was there. Mm. And I left at the end of the day, like, because what happens is our young people are frustrated. Yes. Because it went from them not feeling, it went from them not feeling understood by the church to them not feeling understood by the church or the world. If you think about it, the first thing that people say when they see something on the news, it must have been them young folks. Yeah, yeah. These young folks is out of control. You, and you don't. <sighs> Hold on, before so, you, before you, before you finish that thought right there, I never, I don't mean to cut you off, but it's funny how. When I see people try to stamp young people on certain actions, when I see reality shows and you look up the age of them folks on the reality shows, they doggone 50. I'm like, they acting foolish. And I see young people out here that's more mature than they are. So they try to put a stereotypical behavior on them. Mm-hmm. And they're not even the ones who are doing it. But instead, the ones who are enacting all of those foolish acts, are grown-ups and they see that and they accept that is okay and then get condemned by both the world and the church just as you said that's all i had to say now Continue. when it comes to now when it comes to what we're dealing with with the police people are telling the young people uh when you get pulled over don't do this don't do that when you see a police officer do this we're telling them how to how to we're telling them how to communicate with police officers mm-hmm but the gap is still there because we're still not teaching them how to communicate with God. Mm. God will order your steps. There have been times when I was supposed to go somewhere and no matter what I did, God put something in the way to where I couldn't leave and I couldn't go because he was protecting me from something that was ahead. You see what I'm saying? Right. And our young people can't tap into that because we're not telling them how to communicate with God. We're so scared because the police are doing this and doing that, that we're teaching them how to communicate with the police officers, but we're not teaching them how to communicate with God. Mm. We want, we want, we're looking for protection from the police officers. We're so disappointed because police are supposed to protect and serve, but we're not going to God for the ultimate protection. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Putting, it's just like a radio station that puts all their trust in the numbers and the ratings. They forget about God. We're looking to the police for the protection, and God is the one that's going to protect us. God can touch. God can use anybody. God can order your steps. God will protect you from this. God will protect you from that. But you got to tap into it. And our young people can't tap into it because we're not teaching them how to communicate with God which is another reason why we need to be there for our young people. I say all the time, the church, and I grew up in the church, so I can say this boldly, the church spends so much time telling the young people not to have sex before marriage. Mm. The church spends so much time teaching, don't have sex before marriage, don't have sex before marriage, but they never take, well, majority of the time, they don't take the time to teach you how to deal with the things that come with life. Mm. where I was I loved my church it was a good church but they spent most of their time making sure I didn't have babies out of wedlock so when I got in the real life and dealt with all this other stuff I had to learn on my own how to deal with it because the church didn't Mm. we have to let me get back on topic to the young people when it comes to your when it comes to your dreams don't be silent one thing that I do with my children, I watch them. If I notice that they're interested in something, like my daughter came home with a bunch of drawings that she did in school. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do you like to draw? And she said, yes. So now she has, a, she has a sketchbook, she has colored pencils, she has all the things she needs to draw. 
when it comes to your dreams, young people, don't be silent. Your dreams are just as important as anybody else's dreams, and your capabilities are just as fragile and just as visible as anybody else's. If, if this person can do it, you can do it too. If God can do it for me, God can do it for you. I was once, I'm 29, I still like to consider that I'm young. I'm quite young. Uh, but there were some things that I wanted to do. And all I had, to, all I did was pray. And I let God know, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. And once he saw that it was a passion of mine, he did it for me. And if he can do it for me, he can do it for you. It brings tears to my eyes to see so many children give up because they feel like they're alone. You are not by yourself. You are not alone. I promise you. We are here for you. I know that you feel like you're not understood. There's a chunk of us here in the church, and there is a good bit of people out there in the world that believe in you. Whatever it is that you want to do, me and Ashton, I can speak for me and Ashton, we believe in you. That's and right. We're rooting for you. That's Whatever right. Whatever it is you want to do, I'm rooting for you. If you need a push, inbox me, whatever. I'll give you my number. Whatever it is, whatever it is you want to do, you can do it. You can do anything that you put your mind to. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you because all of your help comes from God. The Bible says that if you delight yourself in him, he will give you the, the desires of your heart. And if you seek him first, all other things will be added unto you. Go to God, and he will make sure that you have everything else that you need. Jermaine Minor, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm going to have to eat when I get finished because you don't want me out. Hey, <laughs> same <laughs> look, man, it has been a pleasure interviewing you. Now, the last thing that I request from you before you give out like your social media platforms, all I need is one more selection. Just a little. Lord, it Lord. could be a little something. Just a little something. Just one more selection. Um, it could be something short. You say right? Yeah, something short. Um, let's see. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend upon his word. There you go. Jermaine Minor. Let them know how they can follow you and find you on social you, media and all of that. You can follow me here on Facebook, Jermaine Minor. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Jermaine Sings. Uh, it's J-E-R-M-A-I-N-E, Sings, S-I-N-G-Z with the underscore. Instagram, Jermaine Sings. Uh, those are my only two social media. I post regularly on all of them um but yeah that's that's that that's it now let me i do want to say this because i'm very open and i'm very transparent in my ministry if there is anybody on here um who is watching now or will watch that feels broken that feels hurt that feels like they're at the end of the road um that just needs some encouragement you can skip inboxing me. You can just call me. My number is 347-327-7589. Call me any day, any time. If I don't answer, leave a message and I will call back. But if you feel like you're just at your boiling point, at your, you're at the end of your rope and you just don't know what to do and you just need some encouragement or you, just, you might just need somebody to pray with you or just listen. You can call me anytime, inbox me, text me, anything, and I will always respond. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. This has been an incredible yeah. episode. 
Jermaine, I thank you so much for taking time out to be a part of this episode of the Be The Change podcast. And I'm so glad that it's done live here on Facebook. Right. So that way it can be shared to many platforms and it can be a blessing to everybody. I this thank you so much, man. I truly do. Oh, yeah. Oh, it yeah. really was. We got to do it again. Me. We do, definitely. Please and we, you know. whenever you enjoy the two, please hit me because we got more work to do. Got we you. definitely got more work to do. Everybody, it's the homie, the one and only Ashton Reynolds. We signing out. We out. All right. All right. Thank you.